Hi, I'm Penny Johnston. You're listening to Baby Talk this week. And today we're talking about a topic that's not usually talked about. If you think it might be a bit much, here's the warning. It's all about everything that can leak after you've had a baby. But it's also going to be really interesting. So I truly invite you to stick around. You may learn something that could make your life a little bit better. This is an ABC podcast. This is Baby Talk Podcast with Penny Johnston. If you had to base all your assumptions about pregnancy and birth on what you saw on social media or on TV advertising, you'd have a really interesting set of misconceptions. And while I always joke that there's a lot not included in the pregnancy brochures, there's also a lot of stuff that's been difficult to talk about. Perhaps even more embarrassing and more difficult than your usual secret women's business. And, and I did. I had, you know, I was one of the one, one in three mums of my second child that got light bladder leaks. Plus I breastfed. I breastfed four of my kids and, you know, had the breasts leaking. So, yeah, we really wanted to develop something. And, and also the sweat that you feel as a new mum, the, the hormone, the hormones causing all that sweat. So we wanted to develop products that would address the needs from all bodily leaks. This is the stuff we're going to talk about today. And it's not often discussed, but it probably should be because... Well, leaks are part of everyday life for a lot of women. And if you don't know what's normal or even what's fixable, how can you expect to get the help that you really need? But this isn't an interview with a gynaecologist or it's not really about breastfeeding, which is the source of many of our uncomfortable leaks after having a baby. But it's about an Australian company that makes, in the official terms, leak-proof apparel. And today, we're going to speak with founder of Modibody, underwear entrepreneur, Christy Chong. Now, Christy, can you tell us about how your company that specialises in leak-proof undies started? Right back in 2013. So it has been around for a while. And the idea came about from my own personal needs. So I was a mum of two at the time and my periods had not long returned and I was in training for a marathon. And I realised that my undies were failing me and the alternative that you know, people had been using for so many years was disposable hygiene. And I was living in Seattle, so very much surrounded by a very organic, you know, sustainable city, but also very much a tech city. And I thought, man, there has to be some developments in fibre tech and that can make, you know, this better solution, something that was better for the planet, but also was more comfortable, convenient, so you don't get caught out, you know. And yeah, just made us feel more dignified, uh, you know, and during these, these leaky times of our life. It surprises me that with fabric technology that I guess must have started really in the 50s and 60s with almost with the space race, that things hadn't caught up to women's needs as quickly as they could have. Yeah. And look, let, let's face it, even when the tampon was launched, it was, it was very was developed by a man, firstly, and it was all medicalised. So, you know, they used the blue liquid and, you know, they told women this was more hygienic. So, yeah, I think they just lacked innovation because it lacked females actually being involved. And so that's it just as, like a lot of areas in women's health, innovation has been very overlooked. And, and I also think that has a lot to do with the fact that if you look at funding around businesses, still women are very, very underfunded. So yeah, you don't get those supported innovations. And I certainly felt like that along my journey at some times that there was some conscious bias, not necessarily towards me, but the actual category that I was addressing. 
And how hard was it for the company to get it up and running? Look, it was a it was a, a sort of a, a process, I suppose, a slow process. So I went through the design and development. So that took me probably 18 months and then another six months to actually manufacture the 500 pairs of underpants that I started with. I suppose I was a full-time mum at the time, so I was sort of balancing the two things and I was just really focused on this, creating this great product. Once I, you know, and my husband and I had decided to put some money from our mortgage into doing that. And once I launched the business and I started to see a little bit of traffic and the customers really needed this on so many different levels is what I started to find out is I realised I needed to get a little bit more funding and so I went out and got an angel investor and that helped sort of grow the business and, you know, then we became cash flow positive. So whatever I put in, you know, we were, we were actually able to make cash and I was able to put that back in until it got to a stage, you know, a couple of years ago where I really wanted to scale, which we are now. We're very much a global business. We sell 4 million pairs of, uh, of underwear a year and so, yeah, I really needed a little bit more funding to take it to that next stage. But yeah, it's been a journey. You know, it's always a juggle, I think, especially as a a female uh, entrepreneur and a mum. I will not say it's been easy. I've had a lot of restless, sleepless nights. Yeah, (laughs) but I love it. I do love what I do. I'm glad that you do. And often we hear of women who use that time of having a baby to sort of pivot and start something else. It's (laughs) like, what is it? Is it something in our weird (laughs) hormones or something? They go, oh, yes, I've just had a baby. Good idea. Let's go buy a farm or insert crazy idea. I think for a lot of women, the decision to go back to work or to do that that pivotal moment, this is what I believe, is it has to be you know, you're going to leave your children or step away from them. So you've got to find a purpose. It has to mean something to you. And I think that's why we end up pivoting into to new things because it's like, well, you know, what I was doing before what didn't mean enough for me to leave my kids. So what is it that I really want to do? Yeah, so it's really great that we get that opportunity. I see it as a positive anyway. Yeah, maybe it's all those late nights feeding babies that gives you Probably. bad ideas. <laughs> but do you, do you think that... And also I think it's the, the, the focus. Like for me, sustainability, you've just brought this child into the world. Like you do start to look beyond yourself, right? I True. think less selfless and more about what's their future. I think that this is one of the, the conundrums that nobody ever talks about in the fancy women entrepreneurial type Instagram accounts is do you think do you suspect that you might have spent more time away from your children working on your own business than had you gone back to work for someone else uh, probably yes um, I, I, I actually have but you know my partner says to me but I'm happier than I've ever been yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm putting I've put in crazy hours but I, I, at the same time I haven't missed their milestones because I I've had more flexibility so I've actually been able to go to the running carnival and do things like that because you know I'm the boss and I actually try and get my staff to do the same I'm like just go to that you know go to that that event or the speech day or whatever it is you know and then log on later and get the work done I want that to to not just be with me I want that to filter down appreciate not in all professions that can happen but in our field it can in the corporate world definitely should be a new a new way of working. Well, I'm really interested in the technology. How yes. do these decks work so that you invo- avoid <laughs> leaking of whatever? Yeah, so, um, well, some call them magic undies. <laughs> and, you know, because for a lot of people, until they've tried them, they just don't, they don't believe it. You get the ones who are like, on board straight away and others don't believe it but how they work is basically they wick all the fluid be that period fluid 
or through incontinence and pee or even discharge, they wick it through through to the middle layer. And so you stay dry, particularly with our brand of undies. I know there's others on the market, but ours keep you very dry because they're hydrophobic, hydrophilic, very scientific. Sorry, I won't go there. And then it traps the moisture and it's very quick drying. So the moisture is trapped just like with a pad. You know, the moisture is trapped there. And then obviously there's a waterproof barrier that stops it going through to your clothes. And the whole garment is odour resistant. So you can't smell any ammonia or odour caused by period blood. But interestingly, most people can't smell period blood anyway. It's just your own your own bodily smell that you can, you notice, but other mm. people can't smell it. I mean, I don't know about you, but if you smelt someone's period blood, I certainly haven't. So <laughs> I remind people of that. And then you just simply, you take them off, you wear them. We've got different absorbencies. You wash them and you hang to dry and you repeat. So it's really simple. Okay. <laughs> well, you do make it sound pretty easy. And you've sort of moved <laughs> you've moved into a postpartum range as well because, yes. and I know this is not in the brochure, but there are multiple places you leak when you have had a baby. Correct. And and I did. I had, you know, I was one of the one, one in three mums of my second child that got light bladder leaks. Plus I breastfed. I breastfed four of my kids and, you know, had the breasts leaking. So, yeah, we really wanted to develop something. And, and also the sweat that you feel as a new mum, the post, the whole the hormones causing all that sweat so we wanted to develop products that would address the needs from all bodily leaks and that's why we came out with the cami and the bra and we've got the undies so you can use them also for the as you know postpartum bleeding which is another thing we don't talk about all that blood that we lose and so you can use them for that use them for your incontinence as you work on your pelvic floor and then when your period returns voila you've got the same pair of the same support you can continue to use so yeah it just made sense it's just a natural I suppose progression for us to move into all bodily leaks <laughs> I know it's sort of it says a lot that's not in the brochure but uh, and I understand yeah. that you're going into you're going into nappies as well yeah we've, done, we've actually released a line of nappies I wanted to I, I've obviously used both disposables and reusables over the years but I think a lot of parents don't and I say parents because it's it's mum and dad or mum and mum I, I think a lot of people don't actually end up moving on to reusables because they've been hard or they don't offer the absorbency so when we developed our technology, I really wanted to up the ante around ease of use, the poo doesn't stick, all these sorts of things, and they're super absorbent as well. So, yeah, I think I'm hoping that, you know, people will, will continue when they try Modi Body Reusable Nappies. Can you walk me through, like, how do you do a product development? <laughs> What's the process? <laughs> I was like, someone throwing, yeah. obviously it's not blue liquid that just gets tested in the lab. No, we actually use, uh, so obviously we do our internal testing, but then we do take it for external testing and we do use the consistency of either the, the poop or the, you know, the period blood being thicker. Often you add corn flour. So yeah, we absolutely try to. And, and in some, sometimes we've actually used actual blood and we, we test for the, and the bacteria, so the vagina microbes, all those sorts of things. Yeah, it's quite extensive perme- air permeability. Uh, I could go on, but there's a no, lot of science. I'm in this, yeah. so- there is a lot of science in this category, which we probably don't talk about because I, I think there's just an assumption that your product works, uh, and 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 that's the case with Modding Body because we've done the testing. But you know, I think there's a lot of brands entering this market that that's not not always the case. So sure. you know, we always push for the science, check the science. 
even though I know a lot of women don't like to do that. But What is it in the fabric that stops the bacteria and why is stopping the bacteria quite important as well? Yeah, well, I just want to be really honest. So urine, actually, uh, the bacteria caused by urine is, there's none, right? Yeah. So, that's, so that, that, that don't, yeah, that's not, it's the smell. Apparently, <laughs> we is, is quite sterile. Sterile, yes, it is. It's fully sterile. So it's not the bacteria caused by the wee, it's the vaginal microbes. So it's not even the blood either that's produced. It's the vaginal microbes that exist actually even on your regular undies. But we go to that extent of doing additional testing against thrush and vaginal microbes because it's expected in our category. But, you know, no one's testing regular undies against vaginal microbes, are they? No. So I always do remind people of that. Now, also with nappies, that's different because that's faeces and that's poop. So we do test against that as well. So that's really important in terms of, you know, the wash cycle. So that's when you really do get rid of those microbes. And we just need to test what wash uh, suggestions we're, we're telling customers to wash, you know, whether it's cold or hot or how to dry them. That's very important as well. So, yeah. yeah. A little bit of science to it all. But, I mean, I think for generally, though, people shouldn't be worried too much about bacteria. It's The product is external to the body. It's not an insertable. So the, the chances of infection are very, very, very low. Because we are much more interested in bacteria and viruses since we're in a pandemic yes. and everyone's talking yes. about... I'm and, not claiming and, COVID safe. No, <laughs> don't, God, don't do that. But it is really important. We've all experienced the punami and yep. how hot do you need to wash clothes that have come in contact with wee and poo? Well, the reality is laundry detergent does the job, but we're going through a little bit more extra testing as we speak because of that. We want to actually be able to, to really get down to what laundry detergent and so we're just doing it I'll just be really honest we're doing some extra testing at the moment with RMIT so we'll be able to disclose that within the next month or two just after lockdown finishes because at the moment we're suggesting as per the nappy community that it's 60 degrees now that we know absolutely kills bacteria 100% we've tested for that but we're a sustainable brand. I don't want people washing at 60 degrees. So now we're just trying to work out which laundry detergents can we recommend so you can wash them on cold. I was just going to talk about hospitals, right? Yeah. There's so much blood and poop and all the stuff that leaks onto sheets and stuff. It's Some of it is just washed in laundry detergents. We want to be able to to suggest which ones people can use and make sure, you know, because there's so many varied laundry detergents out there. We don't want to just say it's laundry detergent to be able to rec- make recommendations. Because it's, it's interesting you talk about hospital and I think that one of the things that has been really difficult during the pandemic is that we've watched so much stuff get chucked out because disposable is considered safer. Oh. Look, my husband's a doctor and he finds it extremely difficult. And he keeps saying, Christy, there's an opportunity here. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I know, but, you know, somewhat we need to lead that journey. And, and I'd love to. So I know, like, look, I know people are looking at it. I know certain Ramsey Healthcare and those guys are looking at it. But it's just such an infancy and I, and I really do believe we have to invest in that area. Government, people, entrepreneurs out there have to drive it, yeah. <laughs> the change. Yeah. Sometimes it's not appropriate to use a reusable. I, I, I appreciate that. Obviously, women out there who don't and people who menstruate don't have access to running water, so they can't wash a garment like ours. But then the next best step is a recycled biodegradable option. So even, I mean, even the raw, we talk about even the raw 
fabrics that we choose, we're moving them all to be recycled or renewable because you just don't want to be using virgin synthetics anymore. It's, it's super important. So, yeah, we're definitely, while we've got a product that's better than a disposable, we actually want to move it. The textile in our product, we're trying to move to be as sustainable as possible. So that's a big focus for us. Yeah, but there's so many. I, look, I'm really, I'm actually more excited than dismal and, and down about it because the technologies that are coming through are phenomenal. Pineapples, mushrooms, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change. It's pretty exciting. Wow, that's amazing. And so what is it that gave you this fire in your belly? I mean, what was it? I mean, obviously your experience <laughs> of running the marathon was a bit blurky, but, you know, how did you get into being enthusiastic about antimicrobial fabrics and things like that? <laughs> oh, look, I think I've always had an interest in it because um, I, I worked in PR and I worked in health for a lot of my life. So I've very much been interested in the medical side and the scientific side. So this was just sort of combining that with obviously this this problem that I had. And then when I spoke to so many other people, mums who've got kids with disabilities that now they don't have to, I get letters all the time, you know, I don't have to have the carer change my daughter at school and she's she's not getting itchy from the products. Like all these sorts of things. Yeah, that's, that's where what has... I suppose, kept that fire alive. Um, and now I, what I see the potential is well, I've built the business to a size that we can give back. So, you know, that 100,000 pairs we're doing this year, I really want to work with, you know, the UN and Plan International to scale that to stop them, you know, investing in disposables and to start investing where they can in a reusable. So, yeah, it's just, I suppose my focus has just changed and I set the goals, more more audacious goals and more impact and... It just feels good, I suppose. <laughs> you know, we joke about it being a bit blurky, sort of having to deal with, you know, postpartum leaks. But, you know, at least at least we've got the things that we need to make it work. Whereas, you know, we hear around the world a, a girl's period can be the thing that stops her from going to school. And even here, I mean, in the Indigenous communities, many, many girls don't go to school because they don't have access to a suitable period product it's very 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 sad so there's much we much we can do to help every day 800 million you know menstruating people every day that's how many people are menstruating across the world it's pretty huge and and a great deal of those about 500 million uh, young people and and women don't have access to period products but that that's very scary isn't it it's something we'd really take for granted I don't know, my love of the science, I think, combined with the love of impact, even in my previous roles, I often worked in the corporate social responsibility area. So, yeah, I think for the for me, it, it helped me, I suppose, drive this business forward and to challenge all the way we were being communicated with and all the messaging around periods and now around postpartum. I just, I just couldn't live with myself if I just went down that, let's beautify it and make it all, just gloss over it. It just felt really true for me as a person, a human being, to just lift the lid on it, expose it, talk about it. And I had to start with me talking about my own journey and being honest with the world about my own struggles with light and continence and, you know, my experiences in postpartum as well. And on the other end of it, you do hear from a lot of women who in older age, you know, this whole pelvic floor catches oh. up on them. And, you know, you sort of say, well, why, why didn't you do anything about it early? Oh, nobody talked about it. No. No. It's, it's got to come out. And it really does, and harder than even where it is today. Like, mm. you know, the, the incontinent, like periods I think have moved 
further along the journey. We're having better conversations. We've got menstrual educators in schools, but I feel in continents we've got a way to go. And that's why at Modi Body, we're really determined to talk about all bodies, all leaks, and normalise it. Now, I'm not I do believe what with incontinence, not everybody, you can seek help and you can fix. For a lot of people, you can, not everyone. But, you know, Modi Body can be that partner with you while you're going on that journey. But, yeah, there's still much more we have to do, I agree. But if you don't talk about it with somebody, then you don't know that there's a solution waiting for you either. So that's why it's good to discuss in public. Yes, it is. You just you just got to get over yourself. That's what I say to people. <laughs> get over yourself. <laughs> I mean, Everybody sits on a toilet at some point. Exactly. Even Beyonce. Exactly. <laughs> Even Beyonce. That's right. Even the Queen. Yeah. Yes. All these women. <laughs> One of the things that you've been working on is an advertising campaign to talk about life after a baby. And you sort of found that all the advertising stock photos of postpartum life were pretty polarised into either lovely, glamorous, bounce, body back, baby superstars or sort of depressed, <laughs> postnatally depressed women. So you wanted to start your own photo library to try and take a look at life as a new parent a bit more realistically just to talk a little bit about the campaign we did i'd love to just talk about why we chose to do that that campaign with getty and i think it really just was part of that ethos of of Modi body you know when i said when i launched it with the period leap proof undies i really wanted to, to talk openly and normalize and we did that through the new way to period ad we've we've shown real blood we've shown diversity in people we've shown blood on sheets all that sort of stuff. And when it came to launching the, the new range of bras and camis for breastfeeding and the postpartum undies, we just saw all these people and, and women were represented as either being super sad and depressed or you got this, the opposite, which were these celebs and, you know, with their baby bliss, their mm -hmm. perfect baby bodies. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we just wanted to show work with Getty, who obviously have trusted visual content resource and we just wanted to work with them to show the diverse range of experience uh, you know both emotionally and physically and you know I, and i'd just say you know we've been really congratulated for that so i'm glad that it's been received in the way it has because definitely when we launched modi body we got a lot of emoji vomits it's nice to see that i think the dialogue is changing to be more open in general I have to say, I, I first saw the ads and I was like, yes, no more blue liquid. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then, and then my, uh, I think nine year old said, what's that red stuff, mum? And I was like, Bugger, I've got to explain it now. You've got to explain it, exactly. Oh. Yeah, which is a good thing. And, you know, even my, my son, when he was in year four, I, you know, obviously in my business, I, I talk very openly with my boys. And, yeah. and I told him that, you know, a lot of the girls over the next year or two will start to bleed from their vagina. And he looked at me and said, wow. Really? I said, yeah, because that's so tough, isn't it? So he became, he's becoming compassionate and understanding from such a young age of what young girls and women have to go through or people yeah. who menstruate. So, yeah, and we have to talk about it. It's <laughs> true. I mean, everybody needs to know about it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We just have to say it. This is what happens mm. because there could be someone standing next to you <laughs> who's menstruating exactly. right now, right? And yeah. perhaps view it more as a, a powerful, amazing thing because I was trying to explain it. So, well, that gives them the power to grow babies. Yes, 
Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a really important part of our life. Yes, it can be icky. I, I don't think we can get away from that. You know, it can be icky and annoying sometimes like because it can cause physical pain for some people. And of course, the emotional PMS and all of that, which does come along with it. But there is something very natural, normal, and as you just said, really beautiful, which is about the whole life and just being being a person who menstruates. It's If we can look at it a very positive way, I think we've got a lot to gain from that. Christy Chong is the CEO and founder of Modi Body, an Australian-based underwear company, one that makes leak-proof undies, amongst other things. And I hope you survived the talk about platters and discharge and all the icky stuff. Hopefully you may have learned something interesting that may make your life a bit easier or help you understand somebody else's situation. Now, on Baby Talk last week, we spoke to Professor Melissa Wake from the Murdoch Children's Research Institute about a massive study that's starting in Victoria. It's called Generation V. The aim of Gen V is to offer participation to all 150,000 babies born over the next two years and their parents and then follow them into the future. The more that sign up the stronger the information becomes. And if you'd like to listen to that interview again, you can find Baby Talk online on our website, which is found just by searching Baby Talk, on the ABC Listen app, and of course on iTunes and a few of those other places that people find podcasts these days. I'm Penny Johnston, and I will see you next week on Baby Talk. ABC Baby Talk is a weekly podcast on ABC Digital Radio, wherever you get your podcasts and on the ABC Listen app. Like us on Facebook to find out as soon as a new episode is ready. Just search for ABC Baby Talk. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.